What's up, everybody? I'm Gary again. This is GameBreaker.tv. This is Guildcast, the Guild Wars 2 show for December 29th, 2011. ArenaNet is on holiday, so today's show is all about you. We love you, the viewers of Guildcast. We took questions and we'll be answering on today's show. Big Q&A. First, community manager of Massively.com. It's Ruby Bear. How are you, Ruby? I could be better. <laughs> ah, technical difficulties aside, scheduling dif- difficulties. Scheduling difficulties with Mr. Sean Schuster. So it's just the two of us this week. Yay. We can do it. We can do it. So I can, uh I can talk a lot. You guys should uh, make sure that you pay attention and follow us on uh, Facebook. So Facebook.com slash gamebreaker TV. Uh for almost all the shows we do viewer questions and we post up there when we're looking for for uh, questions to do on our show. So last night uh, we posted up. We were looking for lots of them because today's show is all about you, the Q&A. Uh, so go over there and, and like our page. And uh, if you want to send in a question, you could send it to uh, – what do we use? Submit or contact? I forget. Submit. Submit at GameBreaker TV. You could send in your viewer questions. All right. So let's see. First up. First question was from uh, Bobby – Desmaris. He wants to know what do you think will have players most up in arms so far concerning Guild Wars 2? Oh my gosh. So far. Oh my gosh. There are just so many different directions we could go with that because people are so passionate about the games they love. Um, the two biggest things that I've heard are will this be the WoW Killer? Will, well, not even necessarily WoW Killer. Will this take down some of the bigger games? I mean, why that's... is everybody so concerned with that? Why? Why is I don't that? Know. Why <laughs> is that such a debate? Why? Why are we always looking for a killer? Like, why can't they just live happily ever after? And World of Warcraft can live over crazy. here. Star Wars: The Republic can live over here. And Guild Wars Two can live over here. And we can all just get along. I know. You know, my husband laughs at me because I'm always like, "This isn't the Highlander. I promise, we can have more than one game." Honest. You know what? I have like five installed, and nothing bad happened. <gasps> it's amazing, right? I know, right? So, but I guess there is, I mean, everybody wants their thing. Everybody wants their love to be the big success. They want their game that they love to be. It's a competition for some reason. I'm not really sure what that is, but we should have a debate show. I've been thinking about this. We should have a debate show on Game Breaker TV where we just have different people come on the show and just just completely defend their game and just, just, just. Hash it out every week. The Xbox versus <laughs> PS3. The Guild Wars versus World of Warcraft. Like it would it'd probably be killer. I'd be so bad at that because I'm just like, oh, but all games are good. Uh, <laughs> and okay, well not all some games really some do games blow, are bad, but yeah. still. I just you know, as long as we're having fun. I thought I thought the biggest uh, up in arms thing for Guild Wars 2 might have been those LEDs or something on the engineer class. Wasn't that wasn't that big, Did I scare you with that? <laughs> wasn't that a big wasn't that a big thing back in the day? That was it was like a big flash in the pan, but now that you say that I actually remember that we like kind of freaked you out because there was this whole thing about how the technology hasn't quite advanced in Guild Wars 2. In 250 years the technology hasn't advanced to give us LED lights. So but that was and I don't know, I just think 
that's a cool thing about the Guild Wars 2 community, that they get so excited about all these little details, and they love everything right down to the LED light on one item for one skill for one profession. So... It did. It scared me a little bit. I have to admit it scared I'm me a little sorry. bit. I was like, oh, my God. But but it is. It's actually nice that, you know, the community loves the lore and the game so much that they care about stuff like that. So you think yeah. – so you're going with the big most uh, most concerning thing right now is just that is it going to be the, the, the killer MMO? Yeah. How big of a success it's going to be because actually on Massively we had um, a lot of the staff pitched in with their predictions for 2012. Mm-hmm. And some people did say Guild Wars 2 isn't going to blow the world up. And it's not going to just topple all of these other big games. It'll be a good success. It'll be a good game. It'll be a solid game. But it's not just going to set the world on fire. And people really... They don't want to hear that, do they? Don't wanna, they don't want to hear that. And, I mean, some people kind of took offense to that. And I'm not saying that like, oh, these people are jerks. But Justin, you know, Justin Olivetti at Massively, he always says people want to be on the side of right. Is it that they immediately and, assume that that answer, that response, means that the game is not as good as the other games on the market? Is that what they assume? It could be. I mean, we're in, and I love myself in this. I mean, I'm not getting a pass on this. We are seriously, seriously invested in this game. And we don't want to hear, we don't want people talking trash about it. And as a community, some of us maybe can be a little quick to jump to the conclusion that someone's trash talking this game that we love so much. I don't even know if that's trash talking though. I mean, let's be honest for a second. Do we really, do we really think, I I mean, believe me, I am so looking forward to Guild Wars 2. There's so many things about it. I'm loving, right? But, but do we really think that the Guild Wars IP could, could, could topple the Star Wars IP? I mean, just the IP alone, forget the game. Drop everything else. Mm-hmm. There's going to be people out there who Why think does... Guild Wars 2 is, is, is a better game. It's more suited towards them. It's, it's more of the lore that they like. It's more of an art style that they like. It's got a gameplay more style they like. But, I, I mean, why is it just a numbers game? It's just like, oh, they're just not going to get as many numbers as Star Wars possibly. I mean, that's still but okay. Who cares? Exactly. I don't know. That's my thing. Um, I don't know. I mean, there are things about I – like, I like Star Wars The Air Republic. I have it. I bought it. But I feel like, you know, I can play them both. I won't be, someone's not going to come to my house when Guild Wars 2 launches and take away my copy of Sotor and make me uninstall it. This is true. I can have them both. PSA, nobody's going to come to your house and uninstall anything else or install anything else. All right, let's take the next question. Anthony has the next question. Uh, Anthony says, uh, do you think Guild Wars 2 will do well competing (laughs) with, right here, next question. (laughs) I didn't even set that up. Oops. I didn't even set this up. Next question is from Anthony. Anthony says, do you think Guild Wars 2 will do well competing with titles such as SWOTOR and WoW? Or do you think it will compete better with games like Rift that have a lower population? This is actually a slightly different question, it, so I guess we got to pass on this. Go ahead, answer it. Very, very slightly different. Just, I guess the what he is wanting to know is, will this be in a competitive field with, like, these the huge blockbuster titles like Sotor and WoW because I think you know Sotor was a pretty big success that you know I mean it's the IP it's Bioware it's got it all and it's a good solid game and then you've got games like Rift which are also really solid but I don't think they're blowing anything up right now um now again, again where I, just, I get lost I is like, the, the word competing because it's like does that so if I say if I were to come out and say something like do I think that they're going to launch with a million plus subs? 
they could. They surely could. Well, but, but that's the other thing. There are no subs. I mean, right. Well, box sales. You buy the game and you're done. And I feel like that, I feel like the business model alone puts it in a little bit of a different category because these games are competing for two things they're competing for our time and they're competing for our money. And granted, there is an element of competition there, just like in any for profit business arena. Um, We've got a limited amount of time, but Guild Wars 2, there's so much less pressure there. You can buy it, you can set it aside for a month and not feel like you're losing any money. So I feel like I feel like that kind of puts it in a little bit of a different So what do you think arena. the question is here? Like, what is he really looking for? Are they competing such titles with Swords or WoW or I, competing with Rift? In terms of like the type of gamers stealing them <laughs> away from their game to, to Guild Wars or... I think the underlying question here that he's really not asking is, how big will this be? Will this be big like Sotor and WoW, or will this be moderately big like Rift? And I can't answer that. I mean... You know, you're I not mean, a fortune teller, really? See. You don't have a crystal ball? You're not I a know. fortune teller? You just you don't have the forecast? You don't have the, uh, the, the future estimates of Guild Wars 2 in, right in front of you? I don't. I feel like its business model is going to be a big factor in its success. So, for what it's worth, I think it is going to be a big draw. And if I remember right, back in Guild Wars One days, even though you know they were a brand new company just starting out, I, I feel like a lot of people knew about Guild Wars. Like I think they spent a good amount of money on marketing and really getting the word out. I feel like it was a pretty, pretty well circulated game as far as like in the in the, in the video game community. Because I remember like I, I remember reading about it and and being like, who's this company? Blizzard people. MMO, no subs. Wow, this is interesting. 60 bucks. Of course I'll buy it. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, the other factor here, you can, you can market anything. You can market anything. You can have the coolest business model in the whole wide world, but if your product is crap, it's still not going to do well. And the fact that this little MMO that, like you said, nobody really knew who ArenaNet was, and this thing came out of nowhere, and look at the success it still is almost seven years later. I mean, that, that to me says a lot for the product itself. So, and Guild Wars 2 is, so much of Guild Wars 2 is everything that the devs wanted to do and just did not have the ability to seven years ago. So I think it's going to be that much bigger and better. All right, let's do the next question. Trey Price. Trey Price wants to know, is that at PAX 2011, ArenaNet announced... Their guild system allowing players to be part of multiple guilds. Do you think this will? Uh, what do you think this will do to server communities? It's a good question. I was actually, I was really excited about this. I'm, I am really excited about mm-hmm. this. I like the idea of being able to. It's kind of a you know, Final Fantasy did this uh, with link shells and things like that. And I'm, I'm a big fan of being able to join multiple guilds uh, for different things. Like I might have a PVE guild. I might have a PVP guild. I might have you know, a casual guild with my buddies that we do like on a, like a Tuesday night. Like I, I, I kind of like this. I don't, do you th- what do you think? Do you think this could hurt server communities or do you think it'll actually bolster them and make them better? I think it'll bolster them and make them better. And this is actually something that I had talked about before. I think what is going to happen, what I see happening is that the first few months there's going to be a lot of hopping around and pe- people are going to join like every guild they can just because they have the ability to. And after a while, I really think people are going to settle down in their home guild and then have several peripheral guilds here and there for secondary interests that they have. 
I don't think it's going to hurt the community. I don't think I know a lot of people worry that the community will be fractured or splintered because you have the ability to be, you know, in all of these guilds. Um, but I think everybody's going to wind up with their core server and their core guild and the ability to have multiple guilds, what's going to happen in the end is it's going to make a higher population, maybe not a permanent population here and there, but it's going to be more active and more interactive. I think it's going to be a very, very good thing in the end. I kind of agree. I think people are going to sort of sort it out themselves, so to speak. Um, but like I said, the idea, I think, of, of joining multiple guilds, I, I think you'll see less people joining multiple, like, guilds that they sort of consider their major guild, I guess. Mm -hmm. But maybe you'll join, like, you know, your, like I said, I, I could see joining, like, my major guild that maybe has, like, a lot of people in it. But then I have, like, some other smaller guilds, like, with personal friends and things like that, just on off nights yeah. or things like that. I don't know. I don't, I don't see, I don't, I don't, I don't really think, I, I don't think it'll splinter the, I don't think it'll splinter the community to the point that it's going to be a really negative, have, like, a really negative effect on the community. Oh, I don't think so at all. Um, Actually, an example that I'm kind of thinking of now is your home guild. Because I know I've got my main guild in Guild Wars. We're going to move as a group to Guild Wars 2, and that's that's going to be my guild. Um, but if I really love running those five-man dungeons, I may also join a guild of dungeon runners. Right. Totally. You know, so I just have that. And if I want to do that and nobody in my main guild is up for that one night, then I've got that as an alternative, and I can pop over there and join a group. All right, let's take the next question. Uh, this one in from Daniel Nettleson. Daniel says, what can you see being your favorite move or tactic? For example, Ruby described her incredibly fun-sounding engineer flamethrower combo from Fan Day, rolling foes around inside the napalm wall. So cool. It was cool. Um, what do you think? I, well... We already know my favorite now, but is, I'll yeah. tell you what, I had another one that I played with when I was playing in Elementals that I had an absolute blast with. Um, there was a combination, I was playing an Elementalist with Air Attunement, and there's a skill called Ride the Lightning that actually is in Guild Wars 1, but it just, it teleports you straight to your foe. And then there's a touch skill called Lightning Touch. Um, and there's another skill in that particular group called updraft that like flings them up and away from you. So you ride the lightning in, hit them with lightning touch, fling them away with updraft, and then you've got a couple of other just regular lightning skills that you can throw at them before they're able to recover from updraft and come at you. It's it's just boom, 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 boom. So much fun. Yeah, these sound crazy. I can't wait to check them out. Um, all right, next one. Angel Jason Rivera Diaz. How do you get that name? That's a great name. Angel Jason <laughs> Rivera awesome Diaz. I've got four names. So awesome. Uh, Angel says, I've never played Guild Wars 1. I have, however, played some other MMOs such as EQ, WoW, and Ion. This will be my first free-to-play MMO. My question is, how will Guild Wars 2's weekly maintenance and dev support be funded without a monthly sub? It's actually, you know what's funny about that first question right off the bat? It's funny that, uh, to me, that they ref it's referred to as a free-to-play MMO. Because I, I mentally don't put it in that, that, that container, even though there's no monthly sub. Because it's such a triple-A MMO compared to what I, my mindset is still in these like smaller free-to-play MMOs. It's funny. Well, and you know what? I'm going to just detour for a second, but I promise I'll hurry. I can't 
put it in free to play. To me, free to play is you can begin this game and play without dropping any cash. You can't you can't do that with Guild Wars or Guild Wars Two. Um, it's actually in a little category I think all by itself called buy to play. Yeah. Um, you buy the box and you're good. I can't I can't put it in free to play. So don't. Sorry. Sorry, um, Angel. Jason Angel Jason Rivera, Rivera Diaz. <laughs> no, that's a good, no, that's really, a good way to play it. Put it buy to play. Yep. Yeah, it's buy to play. Um, but back to the other question. <laughs> that's first and foremost. Box sales are going to be a big part of it. Um, I really do think they're going to sell a ton of boxes, um, and they're going to have a more extensive cash shop. They've said that. Arena Net has said that before. Um, I want to say it's not called cash shop, and I'm the actual name is eluding me. The the NCSoft store, but there's going to be, you know, they've managed to do very, very well in Guild Wars 1 with just box sales. How did, tell me a little bit about, like, back then about, about just patches and stuff in general with, uh, with Guild Wars 1. I mean, because that had the same model. You spent 50, 60 bucks when the, when the game came out. I can't remember what it was. But you bought the game. Mm-hmm. You played for free. You know, it, it was it was a different kind of MMO, but I'd still say it was an MMO to, you know, just it was set up a little bit different with, uh, you know, the social hubs and things like that. Mm-hmm. But how, how you know, they seem to prosper and, and be totally fine with their weekly maintenance and dev support. I mean, did you see did you see weekly patches or, or content patches and fixes and stuff like that totally on the regular? Um, they usually patch on Thursdays and... They're, and it's never anything huge. I actually love their patching system. Um, it's very, very quick. You're not. I know World of Warcraft has like patch day, where it's down for, I guess like hours. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, their patches. If I have to wait like 60 seconds for a patch, I'm impatient. <laughs> Seriously, the ADD cool just kicks that? in. Um, I mean, you know, 60 second patch, and we're all sitting here going, "Come on, what has taken so long?" Um, content update, several years back, they put in a huge, huge content update called Sorrow's Furnace. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Um, but it was a enormous zone and series of quests. I mean, it was very, very significant content update. And for the past year and a half, we've gotten Guild Wars Beyond, which is the bridge between Guild Wars 1 and Guild Wars 2. Excuse me. Mm. Uh, the bridge between Guild Wars 1 and Guild Wars 2. And those have been pretty regular, significant content updates. And then you've got the expansions and you know the different what, campaigns. You know what I think Angel is alluding to here? I, what I'm reading into this question, I'm 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 sensing that Angel might actually be a little bit scared or apprehensive about buying Guild Wars two, and then possibly being left in the dust as far as like it not being supported correctly. After the purchase, I, th- I that's what I'm that's what I'm sort of okay. I th- I think he's a little bit worried. Like, do I spend the sixty bucks and then they're just going to sort of like you know forget about me and not and not really take care of me as a player? That's what I think he's getting at. Spend the sixty bucks, I promise you. I absolutely promise you. Guild Wars One has been around since almost seven years. It's been around almost seven years. It'll be seven years in April. And the support, even in the face of development of Guild Wars 2, the support has been very, very good. And the content has kept coming. So basically the answer is we have no effing idea how they pay for this stuff. <laughs> but they manage. But somehow they, pay, they, somehow they pay for it and somehow they keep it updated. And somehow it's, you know, it's not like, you know, this is not some game that you're going to buy and it's going to be, well, I shouldn't talk about it because it's not even out yet. But they're not some company that's going to launch some game that's going to be riddled with bugs and frustration and craziness like maybe possibly some other games out there that kind of might, might be trying to sort of like 
I don't want to say scam you for your money, but you get where I'm going. You pay your money and get an inferior product. Yes. And if I can fangirl out for just like 30 seconds, this game, even, I mean, the game's not even in beta for us yet. And it is polished to an absolute blinding shine. It's so, so, so gorgeous and absolutely spend the money. All right, next question. Brian Lim. Brian Lim asks uh, some, for some opinions. He says, I would like to know what you think of pop culture references in the game and not pop geek culture references uh, to a cartoon or something, but something more substantial like uh, three sisters with the initials of their first and last names being K or a girl called Brittany being bullied with someone yelling, leave Brittany alone. I don't know. Do you want to see Kim K and the sisters in your Guild Wars? I don't even want to see Kim K and her sisters in the real world. Um, but that doesn't, I don't know, the pop culture references in games don't really offend me. I don't know from, from a roleplay standpoint. I'm not a big role player, so I don't know if it really bothers people that are like hardcore role players. I think it would. Um, but I know the ArenaNet staff, they're big fans of that kind of thing, and I've actually gotten quite a kick out of it. Uh, there's a quest in the Factions campaign in Guild Wars 1 called More Cowbell. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's it's absolutely hilarious. And then there's another, uh, it's related in the same area, where you have to go out and uh, it's a reference to the Blue Oyster cult. You have to go through all these Blue Oysters. Oh, that's funny. Um, there's one called Don't Fear the Reaper. I mean, they are Wow, heavy. they love Blue Oyster cult, huh? Yeah, I know. They have, they're big fans of all these cool little pop culture references. And... I don't know. I get a big kick out of that recognition when I'm in game. Um, it depends on how heavy you are into immersion. It's never really broken it for me. They don't really bother me at all. I don't know. I, I'm 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 totally okay with them. I, I you know, they're they're. I guess it. Oh wait, look at this. Oh wait, this is the wrong <laughs> one. I gotta tell you, fellas. I love him so much. Yeah. All right, I'm not gonna play this whole thing. I really want to, but I'm not going to. Bruce, Day. gotta tell you, fellas. Oh, All right, man. I know. <laughs> They don't really bother me. I think they're funny. I think a lot of you know some people scream about them, like you know when Wow did them and did so the the, the Lady Gaga and the, that kind of stuff. But I don't know. I, I don't mind them at all. So I, I think you're definitely going to see them. Like you said, they seem to be fans of it. Mm-hmm. All right, next question. Waffle Morer's question. Waffle Morer. Waffle Morer. That's an awesome name too. I hope that's his real name. That'd be great. Imagine if your name is Waffle. I know. Uh, why have we heard so little regarding WVWVW? Do you think it will meet or exceed the standards set by Dark Age of Camelot? And does Guild Wars 2 lose anything for being a PvP system with mirrored classes? When do you think we will see other arena maps? Let's stuff there. All right, so first of all, uh, why do you think we've heard so little regarding WVWVW? Because they're hiding it from us to make us angry. No, I just, I don't think it's ready. I mean, that's something that I think they're still working on. What is that noise? What do I hear? I have no idea what that is. Oh my god. Oh my god. Sorry. (laughs) What are you? Uh, Videos are just playing by themselves apparently now. (laughs) I have no idea. Some video just just 
kind of overtook me. Sorry. Uh, why have we not heard so, any more WWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWW
some of the devs from Arena had actually mentioned it more than once at this point. It's hard to say, you know, not seeing the combat system yet, but uh, I think I think it's I think they're really gearing up, and I think that's how their whole the whole WVWVWVWVWVW system <laughs> also lends to it. And I think that's why they're setting it up like this to start letting you know larger, grander world versus world uh, esports and leaderboards kind of you know uh, kind of guide the way for esports. I, I think it's gonna be awesome. All right, uh, you got something. Uh, actually, yeah. Somebody mentioned, and I had forgotten about this. They have mentioned there are going to be underwater PvP maps. Oh my god! So, for sheer novelty factor, at least to a point. I mean, if it's good, it's going to hang on. But for sheer novelty factor, there's definitely something there. I mean, have we had underwater PvP before? No, and that is the one thing about Guild Wars Two that I'm waiting to see if they can convert me because I hate underwater combat. No, I hate. No, no. Oh, I know you're gonna love this. So oh, much. I know. I know. I know. They're, they're, I, I know. I know. That's what they tell me. That's <laughs> what you tell me. I know all my. I know all my skills and everything change, and I know everything totally changes. But I hate it. It always sucks. It's always terrible. Okay, but why? Why is it bad? I don't know. It's just it's it's slow. <laughs> it's boring. You know. It's just I just I I've never I I can't wait for Guild Wars two to do it because they say it's not gonna suck. Everybody's done it. Says it's great. I'm just saying that. In every MMO that I've ever played, it's been the worst part. Whenever I get to that part and I have to do the underwater quest, I'm like, ugh. Well, my problems with it, there were always clumsy methods for dealing with the breathing issue. And it was I always had the sense of, hurry, 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 you're going to run out of breath. Go, go, go. And I hate that. I want to look around. I mean, they took the time to design this underwater environment. Give me time to see it. And Guild Wars 2, they just handled that so neatly that you're like, why didn't anybody do this before? I mean, you get a breathing apparatus and you're done. Bam. And the slow, like you said, it was so slow. And this isn't, it, it wasn't an issue for when I played it. So I can't wait for you to get in there and try it. We're looking at you, ArenaNet. All right, next up, Joey uh, D'Souza has a couple of questions here. So I'll start with the first one. He says, I'm a huge lore buff. Do you think Guild Wars 2 will finally answer some or most of the questions we have about the Mursat and the Seer? This is all you, Ruby. Go for it. They'd better. They also need to tell me what happened to Avenia. I, I need to know. I'm like looking at chat. Anybody that's a Guild Wars 1 fan is going, yeah. Um, absolutely. I think we're going to have some holdover factions from the White Mantle. And, you know, I, I don't think we completely eradicated the Mursat. Uh, chat can tell me if, chat can tell me if um, I'm wrong, but I don't think we completely eradicated the Mursat. There may be a few of them hiding out in the Maguma jungle or something. Um, as careful as they've been about the lore with the Shining Blade, the White Mantle, and all of that in the human race, I can't imagine they're going to leave that thread dangling. Let me ask you this: Is is there is there a way, an easy way, for I, I imagine a lot of people watching this show and are new to it and are gamebreaker fans and never played Guild Wars One, uh, or, or or who maybe played and just didn't really get sucked into the lore at the time? Maybe you want to get ready for Guild Wars Two. Is there an easy way for them to catch up on on all, on all this lore that you're you're referencing and talking about? Uh, like just reading. Yeah, I mean, like, is there is there. Wiki, yeah, the, um, the, wiki? the Guild Wars wiki. Yeah, the Guild Wars wiki has some amazing lore write-ups. It is very, very, very well done. So, um, and I don't even know. Like, uh, forgive me for not knowing this, but does, does Guild Wars put out novels? Do they put? Do they put out novels as well? 
There are not Guild Wars 1 novels technically. There are two novels and a third coming out that give you the lore that tells you what happened in between Guild Wars 1 and Guild Wars 2. And that's stuff that none of us knew, whether we played or not. Gotcha. Worth reading? Oh my gosh, they're so good. Why do you even ask me that? I don't know. <laughs> I just want to know. I'm just asking. No, they're actually, they're actually very well done. And I went in. Here's my thing. This is my prejudice. I hate tie-in novels for video games. I've read some, and I'm not going to say which ones, but I really, really hated them. I bought the Guild Wars 2 novels because I felt obligated to. I felt like I needed to for work. And I went in preparing to hate them. I went in to I went in thinking that this was going to be pandering to fans and and I have read them each like three times. Wow. They're so good. Okay. That's a good that's a good commercial right there. Is you love them. And I didn't want to. Wow, you're making me want to go get them. They have audiobooks. I don't like you... to read. What? <gasps> kidding. Gary. <laughs> I Let's need audiobooks. I'm lazy. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, um, wiki.guildwars.com. They have such good lore write-ups there. All right, second question. Uh, says, how do you think ArenaNet is going to introduce large amounts of new content? I remember them saying that expansions will be done in the future. Uh, I guess the question is, are they going to release expansions? Or is it going to be free? I mean, they're not going to be free. I mean, they're probably, that's obviously, I think with this buy-to-game scenario, uh, as, you, as you called it, they're definitely going to charge for them. Well, yeah, they have to. And I think expansions are pretty much a done deal. They're being very, very cagey about it. But in Guild Wars 2, we have two completely, we have two completely different countries. Uh, we have Cantha and Alona that were enormous parts of Guild Wars 1. And they have both they've both gone off the radar at the beginning of Guild Wars 2 for various lore reasons. Um, just suffice it to say that they are cut off from the main country of Tyria, which is where we're starting in Guild Wars 2. Um, and that's there. I mean, they're there and available for expansions. And honestly, he says, as opposed to how they did Factions Nightfall and Eye of the North, I don't, I don't think there's any opposed to because they did it so well in Guild Wars 1. I mean, wait, wait, explain it just it. wove you, so you, seamlessly into the story that, that I would like to see him do that again. Explain that to me. Because the last part, he says, how would you like them to go about it as opposed to how they did Factions Nightfall and uh, the last one? Um, what actually happened there? Why were some, were some of the players actually put off? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I never, you know, I never heard any rumblings of, oh, that was just terrible the way they did that. Um, I know, like, with factions, just off the top of my head, there are these siege turtles in factions, and they're just these enormous turtles that, like, dwarf a human, um, and the NPCs, they mount siege cannons on them. And when they were introducing the factions expansion, the siege turtles showed up in Tyria in the Prophecies campaign, and they're not native to there. And they kind of they kind of used that. I can't remember if they were lost or displaced, but they were these strange creatures from across the ocean that had showed up in Tyrion. That was how they introduced that. Hmm. Okay. All right. So it was it was just well done. All right. Let's do the next one. Nicholas Garduno has a question uh, stemming from Guild Wars One as well. He says, uh, from playing the convention demos, so you, so you guys think there will be a big learning curve for Guild Wars 1 veterans in terms of relearning their favorite class? 
you are the only one on this panel that has played from convention demos. <laughs> so do you think, is there going to be a big learning curve for Guild Wars 1 vets? There'll be a little one. Um, I've said before that I was actually hampered by being so into Guild Wars 1 because I tried to fight standing still because that's what you have to do in Guild Wars 1. And I tried to play, I mean, I really locked myself into a motionless fighting style and a single attunement, like when I was playing an elementalist. Um, it took me a while to remember, oh yeah, I can switch, I can jump back and forth between fire, air, water, and earth. Right. Um, I think if you're a big Guild Wars 1 fan, you're not going to be very good for a little while. <laughs> but it wasn't, it wasn't bad. I mean, I had the hang of it pretty quickly. All right, so not a huge learning curve, a little something to learn. All right, uh, Lord uh, Melenin asks, how do they think uh, to counter the massive flood of in-game gold through feet chests? What kind of gold sinks will be in place to balance out in-game gold? Is this a big, I assume this is a big problem in uh, Guild Wars 1? Oh, it's an old game, so the ends of the spectrum are pretty heavy. I mean, there are a lot of players that just have more gold than they know what to do with, and then you have new people coming in um, because of Guild Wars 2. They're wanting to maybe beef up their Hall of Monuments, and they're like, can somebody give me 50 gold, please? And 50 gold in Guild Wars 1 is like nothing. Right. Um, but the thing about this question is the words massive flood of in-game gold. We don't know what the feet chests are going to give. We don't know how common they're going to be. We don't know how much gold they're going to get. So I don't know if, I mean, I don't even know if there's going to be a massive flood to start with. So but he's, if he's, there taking, is, he's taking a little bit of a leap of faith there and kind of insinuating or, or, or uh, you know, anticipating that that's what it's going to be is a flood of gold. But it doesn't necessarily mean it has to be. I think it's going to take us a while and I'm by a while I'm talking more than a year to get to the point where we need a gold sink. And a year I'm just pulling that out of my hat. Um, but I don't think that's going to be an issue for a long time. And by then there will probably be high-end weapons and goodies that we can buy. But I think I think that's going to be balanced out pretty well. It took years in Guild Wars One to get to where we needed a gold sink. Now the uh, the internet. Forms will flood. Ruby knows something. Something's coming in a year. One year in, there's going to be something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Major expansion. Who knows? I made that up, but I know nothing. I promise. Nothing, nothing. All right, Frank Connor Brinkerhoff. 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 We have awesome names here. I know. All right, I have some guild questions. Uh, Is there any information about the guild system in Guild Wars 2? I have around 1,000 people in my Guild Wars 1 alliance, and we're hoping to get the info soon for a very smooth transition. Do you have any information from the demos or just general speculation as to how the guild and alliance system will work in Guild Wars 2? What do you know? Uh, We don't know much. We know that guilds are not racially exclusive. We know that we can join multiple guilds, which we've actually already talked about. Um, there will be guild achievements. I mean, we literally, I'm actually, I just cheated a little bit and opened up the wiki. There are literally two paragraphs here. That's it. That's it. Um, I'm actually interested 
because he says he has around a thousand people in my Guild Wars 1 alliance, that's the absolute, you can have 10 guilds in an alliance and a hundred people in a guild. So I'm like kind of in awe. He's that, packed. Yeah, that he's like, his alliance is literally full. Um, but I don't think, I think ArenaNet realizes how many of us want to transition over as a guild. And I think it's going to be, again, just speculation. You asked for speculation. Um, that it's going to be pretty seamless. I would love to see some sort of mechanic for transferring our guild names over. Do you think that's so going to happen? I mean, that's like the limit of my speculation. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they would do I wonder if they yeah, – that, that's, a, that's a pretty big – that would probably be a pretty big undertaking. I would imagine it would, but they have said. I mean, I have I have a particular character name that I really really want in Guild Wars One or in Guild Wars Two. I have it in Guild Wars One, um, and I had commented once to one of the devs. You know, I really want to. I'm going to be in there the second I can getting that character name, and they were like, "We've we've we've we're working on that. We've thought about that." So <laughs> it's on their heads. So uh, slow week. Slow week, Arena Nets on holiday between the Christmas, New Year's, all that stuff. Happy holidays to all of those guys. And, of course, you guys, the viewers, happy holidays. Hope you had a great Christmas and uh, have a safe New Year. I, I, I sense, I don't know about you, I sense that 2012, I, I sense we're on the cusp of just much more information about from the Guild Wars 2 crew this have year, I, early this year. What do you think? Have I told you my, my perfect scenario for launch? Have I told you my launch scenario? No, tell me. April 28th, 2012. I'm not predicting. That's my wish list. Why? Well, what's behind that? that Why? Is, I just made that up. Oh, you no. just made it up? Um, All right. Uh, April 28th is the birthday of Guild Wars. That oh. is in Guild Wars 1. There's a big celebration every year. That's when the new round of mini pets launches. Um, and even though they eliminated mini pets last year, I would love to see a seventh anniversary round of mini pets that are NPCs and creatures in Guild Wars 2. Well, if it's April 28th, you better get on the ball and start releasing some more news and info so we can keep doing a show. Episode 4 we'll do yeah. next week. This is episode 3. Uh, Ruby Bear, you can follow her on the Twitter at Ruby underscore. At Ruby underscore. And of course, go over to Massively. Our buddy Sean Schuster will be back. I didn't. Even, I, you see this? Did you see this beard? I, I didn't. I, sh- I didn't shave purposely because Sean was coming on today. <laughs> I, I woke up this morning. I was like, man, I really need to shave. I've been lazy. I've been on vacation. I need to shave. And I was like, oh wait, Guildcast is today. Sean's got that epic beard. I want to just be a little bit like Sean. I got to kind of show it off. And, and now he's not here. And I'm going to shave, and he'll he'll miss it. But you know, I think what the problem is is that the beard is so out of control that he can't get to the keyboard. That's what it is. It just takes up his room. It just can't even get to the keyboard. All right, you can follow me on Twitter at Gary Gannon, G A R Y G A N N O N. Come over to GameBreaker.tv. Sign up for the forums. All that good stuff. Lots of good stuff coming in 2012. New website, more shows, all kinds of other stuff. If you haven't checked out GameBreaker.tv, come on over. We got shows for Star Wars, World of Warcraft, Machinima, all kinds of stuff. More, more, more coming. More shows coming. Ruby, another great week. Can't wait for the next one. I think Sean will be back on next week's show. I hope so. And Have... I hope ArenaNet will be back. Yes, ArenaNet, Arena get back. Get back to work. Get back to Give work. Give us stuff. Give us stuff. Every guys, have a, uh, have a great holiday, and uh, we'll see you next Thursday. Have a good one. Thanks, guys.
me say this. <laughs> 